What's up, Jabroniacs? This is Dan. I just wanted to drop you a line to let you know that this episode was recorded before the clash at the beach incident involving Alex Newman, an ex-sponsor of the show, Adam Letterman, for new listeners. Um, And I just wanted to give you a quick update about Newman. I'm here at the hospital, and uh, after a tough week, it looks like he's going to make it. Uh, He's in stable condition right now, and he's still got a ways to go, but he's going to be all right. So this is great news. Um, So anyway, enjoy this episode uh, that we recorded before all this with Newman at full strength and uh, in his element. This is our best of 2018 episode, and it's a a great episode. And uh, we'll see you in 2019 when we'll be back to take what's rightfully ours. Cheers up. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. Oh, I'm your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Black Amora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling, <laughs> aka the modern day <laughs> Goof Haraja, WWE Champion Jinder Mahal, <laughs> coming at you like Cleopatra and Scott Bakula, baby, baby. Let's take a quantum leap, gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, yeah. The girl, she's bad, and ah, ah, ah. <coughs> <coughs> She's fine. <laughs> what up, Jabroniacs? <laughs> we are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy. <laughs> Spicy wrestling reactions. I'm in studio as always with Nasty Newman. How about it? Yeah. I would love for the. I think you suck. (laughs) I definitely think you suck. This whole situation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, everybody, let's party. 2018's over. Come on, everybody, let loose. Get out of your chairs. Yeah, you're at the huggy shop. Throw a couple fucking pieces of prosciutto in the air. Yeah, baby. Slice up the lettuce. Slice up the cheese. 2018. Goodbye, please. Hey, you know what I say? In 2018, I say. Nothing. You're dismissed. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, so 2018, this is our best of 2018 episode where we're going to get into all the spiciness that was professional wrestling in 2018. Know what I mean. Cabo, cabo, we. All right. Now, before we get into it, um, uh, remember... I hope you had a Merry Christmas, right? This comes out the day after Christmas, I believe. Let me check my calendar here. So you know what today is? Okay, today is Kwanzaa. And uh, according to my calendar here, what, what, what is today? No, no, I'm saying. Today's, oh, yeah, yeah. No. Happy, uh, uh, Merry you Christmas. To, you Merry have to look at your calendar yeah, to find out what uh, today is. Yeah, to do it, check it out. <laughs> we don't normally record this far in advance. And by this far in advance, I mean one week. But uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you had a great Christmas with the family. Um, and uh, I hope for those people, remember, my stand-up special, Adult Wrestling Fan, is now out as a preview for Jabroniac producer. So if you go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling and you join at the producer level, you can instantly watch my stand-up special where I do a bunch of stand-up about professional wrestling. Dolph Ziggler's there and I give a stunner to a random audience member. Check that out. You're with your family. They're getting annoying. They got bad political views. They got bad breath. They got annoying sweaters. Okay? And what you do, you go hiding. That You know what I mean? The Harry Potter room. The room under the stairs. Lock yourself in there. Turn on my stand-up special and uh that's the bottom line because dan black says so check it out um it's out right now um awesome excited you get to see that now in a couple days january 2nd 2019 wow we're a long way away from y2j uh, uh, the we survived. Old, yeah. Absolutely. We survived Y2K and Y2J. 20 years now, right? Absolutely. Um, and um, No uh, Skynet happened. Yeah. <laughs> we survived. You can check out. Oh, here it is. Look, I got it. Oh, wow. And I am the new millennium for the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, aren't we in, we're in, we're literally in uh, uh Blade Runner time, right? Twenty nine is that when Blade Runner yeah, was? I think it's right now, like not twenty forty nine, December twenty nineteen. Yeah, so twenty anyway, eighteen, the eight hour episode is out, bro. Don't listen to me. It is. I'll look it up for you. Look it up. Thank you. The eight hour. It doesn't matter because Blade Runner was for jabronis. The that's eight not, hour. No, no, that's the not eight, true at all. I don't yeah, want to get right. into. I really don't want to get into Blade Runner right now. Okay, we're. Oh. I'm just gonna find the time for you. Okay, <laughs> guest producer uh, Dave. Who doesn't fly off to Canada to not do his job? Hey, uh, hey, hey! <laughs> in studio, uh, but uh, the eight-hour episode comes out January second, twenty nineteen. First day you're back at work at the Hoagie Shop. You sit down, like we said, nine to five, baby. You're playing one podcast for your entire. Work day, and if you get distracted, if uh, you know Jeanette wants to have a side conversation with you about your bread slicing and your hoagie burning, and you got to take a half hour to have the headphones out of the ears, pff, this might last you two. This might last you two two days. Yeah. All right. Other podcasts are now obsolete mm-hmm. because of Cal. So check that out. That's for patrons at all level. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. I hesitate to even say this. So that I don't give you any crazy ideas. Right. But the world record for podcast is, oh, a, no. is a 30, 36 hours. Wow. So straight? 
Yeah. So we don't have to try to do that. <sighs> Man, but that, that even worries that download, me. Oof. Yeah, right. That but, even worries me. Yeah. And I'm a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, here's the deal. We hit 100 faster than I thought. Yeah. Okay. And I, like I said, the whole thing with the Patreon is look, we are a grassroots podcast. You guys know this, man. Uh, we started this year out. The, the Patreon it became like sometime in January 2018. It's like less, we're less than a year in with it. We are grassroots here. We don't have much resources here. Just to record on a day when my producer's not around is a pain in the ass. Uh, so you support the show. But also, we're not asking for handouts. We give you value. I said when we made 100, we're going to give you that eight-hour episode. Uh, hey, the 36-hour episode, we get to a certain tier. I'm happy to label. I'm happy to put that as a goal. Yeah. That's got to be at at least 1,000 patrons, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe f 500 to be the most generous. Right, yeah. But hey, we got new goals up there, new tiers on there. Anything is possible. I already have a big idea looming for when we hit 200, which is coming faster than I even expected. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you want to support this show, just know, like, you dig what we're doing. We really appreciate the support if you got a couple bucks, but also you get stuff back, Yeah, right? We got a whole archive there of movie dissections of movies with professional wrestlers on it at the bonus level, and you can check out my stand-up special where I stunner an audience member, <laughs> Rand a random guy, had no idea who he was. You can check that out at the uh, Petroniac, uh, Jabroniac producer level. Uh, as of now, I got a couple hoodies left. Uh, if you want a hoodie... Uh, so Matt, just DM me if you want to pick one of those up. Those are limited run, uh, and those are for patrons. So check that out. Okay. Uh, right now we're at the end of the year. The movie dissections will begin again in 2019 in a couple days from now. Don't worry. Those haven't stopped. Uh, and, uh, yeah, cool. That's, that's, uh, that's all the announcements that we got going on for this episode. Cool. So let's get into the best of 2018. We got cash-ins from you that we're going to layer throughout. So before I get into the list here, uh, is uh, I want to say, so best of 2018, right? How do you do it? I was sitting there thinking. but I, At first I had it, best matches of 2018. And then you just go like, that's not what wrestling's all about for me. I love wrestling, but it's more, it's an all-encompassing Encompassing. My yeah. my wife hates. It. I say encompassing. <laughs> it's all encompassing. She's like it's encompassing. Okay, uh, and I don't like how she calls Halloween Halloween. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween. And she's like, I'm from Texas, but if I mispronounce anything, it's because I'm a fucking Long Island Guido. All right. <laughs> stage, anyway, stage Guido. Absolutely, stage Guido. Uh, yeah, stage Italian, uh, neurotic Jew backstage. Uh, anyway, so uh, any um, this is hot garbage. <laughs> okay, all right, but uh, um, uh, but I was thinking about like, how do you do it? And then I thought of what we're gonna, how I'm gonna do it. It's like best matches, best moments. And I was like, all right, I'll have two all the list for moments, matches. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Mm. So what I'm going to do, the new tradition here is for 2018, I'm calling it the best shit of 2018. And this is a list of here. This is the best shit that happened in wrestling. And here's how I see it. Now, what are the parameters of that? There are no parameters. This is my top 10 list of the thing. I was like, yo, this was some of the best shit. Okay? This is how we do it here. Go to another podcast you want. Best matches. Six star match. Oh, six star match. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, wrestling's not just about matches. Right? If you don't, if you don't encapsulate like uh, moments that are not wrestling. You're missing out on some of the best stuff. Yeah. So it's got to be 
the X factor of pro wrestling is what makes it. So this is the best shit of 2018. Okay. So um, I hope I'm on that list. You know, for guesting and all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dave, <laughs> gotta tell you, there's producing on two hey, episodes. Hey. He is the best. Well, our honorable mention, Dave. <laughs> okay, I was about to say. I gotta tell you, you're not on the list, Dave. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you're not on the list. I'm but still actually, gonna pine for it this entire time. I will say. Here are my honorable uh, honorable mentions for this list. Okay, mm. is um, yeah, nothing because it all it all fucking sucked, dude. So, it, oh no, it all dude, sucked. Did, did, we, is that why it, it's like your honorable dude, mentions? It's the super troll. Su- it's the super troll. It's garbage, dude. dude. I, you're the last guy I want on the best of 2018 episode. Well, you got me, bro, and it's all garbage, dude. Why? Right, well, why are you here if you don't like anything? Well, uh, because no one else is going to give it to you straight, dude. All right, Wrestling well, sucks now. It sucks. All right, have you watched it at all? You know I haven't. No, you don't watch. You don't watch anything. You're just a troll, man. Why would I watch something that blows, dude? <sighs> well, I guess you're here on the best of 2018 episode, and I'd like to get you out of here. So, what were your best moments of 2018? Uh, when Raw went off the air. Uh, when SmackDown went off the air. Loved NXT. Uh, and okay, you know what do you like about NXT? I gotta tell you. What's your favorite part about NXT? My, my favorite part about NXT is uh, uh, I love. Sounds like you don't watch that either. I don't watch it. Yeah, okay, so you don't watch it. I just it. heard it's really good. Bro, you're just like a fart in the wind, man. You're I'll just tell like, you, no, I think that your best shit of 2018 list is half right. I think it's a shit list of 2018, dude. I haven't even showed you the list. I don't need to know. I know you're a fucking Mark and you're a new era Mark. I liked wrestling back in the day when it was like Harley Race and Arn Anderson and all those dudes, and it was awesome, and now it sucks. Okay, name the four horsemen. Name all four of the four horsemen. Uh, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, uh, and the other two guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so not all, okay. Dude, like, you don't even, you're, you're, you're just a, a fair weather, I mean, you just follow what's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you triggered right now? Have I triggered you? I, I guess, yes. Oh, then I win, dude. I fucking win. Yeah, I mean, you're just trying I, to annoy me. Well, is it working? Yes, it is annoying me. All right, well, all right, well tell me, what uh, what's uh, your favorite match of all time? Favorite match of all time is Luthez versus Bruno San Martino, okay. 1960. That, all right, you saw that match? No. Did you see all, no, you didn't see that match. No. Okay, everything you choose is so safe. It's so safe. Yeah. Okay, what's the coolest movie of all time? Coolest movie of all time? Jaws. Jaws? I don't know. All right, fine. What, what do you like about Jaws? Don't know. Never seen it. Okay, Super Troll, you got to go. All you, right, I'm You got to go. You got to go. I got go. better things to do, to be honest. Like what? What are you going to do today? Uh, well, I'm going to go home, play Xbox, and uh, play Fortnite. What up? All my homies on Fortnite. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, probably going to smoke some weed, jerk off, and fall asleep, to be honest. <laughs> okay, when was the last time you kissed a girl? Oh, uh, what? Uh, I think my bride's here. I gotta go. Yeah, okay. Super Troll, get the fuck out of here. Oh, I hate oh that my guy. God. That guy sucks, man. I hate that guy the sucks. fact that he's from where I'm from. Yeah, it's a bummer. Anyway, so here are my honorable mentions. All right. Okay? Your odds men's. My odds men's for the top 10 of best shit of 2018. Okay? Yes. I'm listening. So I'm going to kick it off with the match. With a match. Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, Survivor Series 2018. Absolutely loved this match. This match is my kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, I love a match that you can suspend my, make me believe a little guy can 
stand toe to toe with a monster. I'll always be a sucker for that. Um, uh, that almost made my list, but I, it got weaseled out, got edged out by some other stuff, edged and Christianed out uh, <laughs> by some other stuff. So I put that on there. Would you? Did you, Newman? You love that match? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't I know. Felt where, like it was Daniel Bryan's like return to form. I also think I had heard somewhere that maybe he was the one who booked it. Like he was the one who kind of like plotted that match out. Uh, which is awesome, I think. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the oh, it did. It did feel like well, it worked. Like, like Lesnar couldn't. Lesnar yeah. had no idea what to do there, right? Uh, but it yeah. worked me because I was like, "Fuck! Oh, great, another Lesnar match." And then it that like that switch up happened, and it was like, "Oh, they got me." It's the match that my nephews I watched with my nephews where they did. They were like, "This is too violent for me," and I knew yeah, I loved yeah. it even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was also like a lot of things uh, around it. I was there, cool, which right. is a lot of times a negative for matches because yeah. you don't get to fully be vested in the, in, you don't get to see the detail. Um, it was Daniel Martin's first time coming out. Negging the yes chant, he right. He had his first match, and we were in that. It was cool. We were in that zone of like he's heel, but we don't really know much about it because he mm-hmm. won the title at the end of SmackDown, and then uh, came out. I thought that was cool. He uh, um, uh, uh, he made you like in there. We we thought there might be a chance he pins Daniel. Like he might. That we thought there might be a chance he wins. Yeah, because he's high profile enough. Where it's like, oh, maybe we'll give it to him. And I actually got worked in that way. Like, I knew in my heart of heart he wasn't going to beat Brock Lesnar. But I almost believed it. And also, it was a match where people, when I was sitting with, I I, I was in a box uh, uh, at the Staples Center. And people were like, this match sucks. This match sucks. And the switch, it was the most, the, the quickest switch from bad to amazing I'd ever seen. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. where they're like, oh, I get it. They're just going to squash him. And no one dug it. Yeah. And we got worked. We got worked. I love getting worked. This was a, a, a top work. Uh, so, yeah, I love this match. One of my favorite matches, really. If I had a list of, like, favorite matches, I loved it. Um, cool. Uh, next honorable mention is the Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream feud. Mm-hmm. I just put that whole feud in my honorable mentions, specifically the moment of anything you could do, the dream could do better. Yeah. Ricochet flipping out of the ring and oh, I forgot and, about that. And Velveteen Dream's jaw hitting the floor. It's been like, what? I actually can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like his cell of that, where he flipped out. Uh, I said it. We everybody watches these dumbass superhero movies constantly, where uh, you got to believe Chris Evans can fight off ten guys at the same time and do a flip onto a fucking shield. This guy Ricochet can flip out of the ring, land on his feet yeah. like it's nothing on a metal metal a steel ramp. Yeah, it's an on and it's an ascending ramp. <laughs> also, he lands on it on an angle, and his head. If you watch it on repeat, I post it on my Instagram. I try to post tooth. WB takes down them, yeah. but I write these descriptions of why I like it so much, and then they take it down. He flips, lands, his head is down, and he raises it up like a fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. Takes a team of Marvel people to make something look that good. This guy just did it one take at Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida, baby. Unbelievable. Uh, also, the feud with Rick Sh- uh, that's where Velveteen Dream dropped the line, which I think was his line of the year, which was uh, the Dream has no recollection of that. Yeah. When they bring up his Tough Enough, that was in the whole promo feud of that. So I thought that uh, this 
these two characters, this really solidified both of them. And this feud did a lot for them. The storytelling of the match was Velveteen Dream, like anything you could do, I could do better. And then the match, he was doing Ricochet's move, which are like out of the box for Dream. He's not remotely athletic in the way that Ricochet is. He's very athletic, but not in that not in that acrobatic high flyer way. And he was pushing himself. Yeah. thought that was great. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the Dream. The Rick, Ricochet is like, is obviously amazing. Dream is... Um, also, he, obviously amazing. Obviously amazing, and has uh, he's one of the guys that I'm the most excited to see, like where he goes. Absolutely. Um, uh, my next uh, honorable mention is the ultimate deletion. Mm. I think I I was I love this. I, only reason I put it as honorable mention is because the payoff was it, of it was not great. You know, it didn't really go anywhere. It was an exciting start to the broken woken empire gimmick mm-hmm. universe and um I thought it was their best step towards it. It's very goofy. I thought it was a higher budget version of the ultimate deletion. Wait, it's the Is it the ultimate deletion? Yeah. Yeah, cuz final deletion was the other one. Uh uh I felt like it was higher budget. It kept the same weirdness, had like the mower of lawn. Um, but then, like, I loved everything about it. I loved that Matt Hardy won, and then he threw him into the lake of reincarnation. Right? Yeah. Can, I, can we take a second, too, to like appreciate uh, this isn't just a 2018 thing because I think the broken Matt Hardy and TNA was 2000, like end of 2017. But take the, the fact that like the story that started in like TNA and then built in the indies with the conquest of gold, right? Right. Uh, about how Matt Hardy actually regarded Bray Wyatt's character as somewhat of a ripoff of the broken thing, like the way that Bray, Har- Bray-, Bray Wyatt was operating right. at the same time, and said and called his shot and was like, I will be in McMahon's universe. McMahon. And they were going at each other on Twitter, and then it finally it actually happened. Finally. <laughs> it happened. Like these two disparate universes came together in a way that I don't think people fully appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, I, th- I, I, and I just think like I, I, you know, I had a list that was longer than 10 mm-hmm. and I had this, I, it was in my 10 spot actually. And it got nudged out because it didn't really go anywhere. It was a standalone thing. And then I think ultimately could, it ultimately, because of that, can't be better than Final Deletion. Right. So I had to bump it out, but I loved it. My last honorable mention is the six-man NXT ladder match for the North American title oh, at yeah. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I was there for this match. Uh, this match was the inaugural title of that, but it was just a great Example of NXT pushing the boundaries and a really awesome fucking match. That's yeah. it. Just a great match. Yeah. Again, not much to say about great matches. Uh, just that was a great match. That was Dream, <laughs> uh, Lars Sullivan, Adam Cole, Ricochet, Killian Dane, Killian Dane, and EC3. Yeah. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, great match. Yeah, loved it. Um, I didn't like my seats for it, which probably is the reason it didn't make the top ten. But that match was uh, great. I like that more than the War Games match personally this year. Um, cool. Although so, Ricochet's double backflip or double moonsault off of the top of the cage was absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, it is one of these unfair things with Ricochet where like. 
I know he can do it. Yeah. And he makes it look so easy that it's almost like that. It doesn't feel like a big deal. Right. But it's like unfair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be upset. Don't be like, I, I always said that it's like, that's why like luchadors don't connect. They make it seem too circusy. Right. And like Ricochet falls into that sometimes for me, and even though I do think it's unfair. But I was like, oh, cool. That was awesome. But then I was like, but yeah, he can do that. That's like no problem. Right. Like it's I'm giving him less credit because it's easier for him. Yeah. It's like when Tony Hawk did the 900. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, he's Tony Hawk. Of it's course. Tony Hawk. Yeah. But if I did a 900 and like I barely eked it out. Yeah. I always said that was the beauty of Daniel Bryan as a wrestler is that he was like really sloppy. He would like literally do like a flip to the outside. But right. he'd land like real ugly. Yeah. And that was part of the beauty of Daniel Bryan and why his career was cut so short, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, so I think... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Ricochet was in two of these matches, obviously, here. And uh, let's see if he makes the uh, the top 10. Are you ready to get into my 10? Yeah. Top 10, starting from 10, down 10 to 1. Best shit of 2018. Let's do okay? it. Okay? At number 10, I have Seth Rollins's performance in the gauntlet match on Monday Night Raw. The Iron Man match. Wasn't it gauntlet? No. Wasn't it an Iron Man? No, it was it a gauntlet match. Okay. On Raw. All right. The oh, gauntlet. Right, right. What do you mean Iron Man match? I, I was getting it because it, it was like an hour long. So the Iron Man match was against uh, Dolph Ziggler, right? Oh. At Extreme Rules? Yeah, sorry. No, this is the gauntlet yes. match, which was, I actually lost the date, but I think it was February or something, leading up to WrestleMania. Uh, Seth Rollins was in a play, in a weird place because he had a title run with Jason Jordan with the, <laughs> with the tag belts, and then Jason Jordan got injured, and we were thinking, oh, he was going to maybe do something with that, and then him and Seth were going to do something, but then he ended up, uh, and he was, as a face... Was, we were pretty down on him on this podcast, being like, the whole burn it down thing was a little unclear. He was yeah. a little bit, like, not figuring it out. And this moment was the moment where Seth Rollins became the reason where I'm like, he shouldn't... It was the moment where I didn't miss the architect as much, mm -hmm. right? Where I wasn't like, oh, he should be healed, he should be healed. He sold me as a face. It was like, oh... Yes, the thing about Seth Rollins is that he burns down the house, like we were saying last week. Uh, it was when he lasted for like an hour and a half or something on Monday Night Raw. The ratings like shot up, right? People yeah. were kept watching it. It was uh, 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 he stayed in that match. He um, uh, he uh, he he absolutely killed it. It was a big turning point for Seth Rollins, and he has stayed there since. Burn it down. Rollins was successful, and this is the night that it happened. And so I think, uh, I uh, you know, he lasted. Uh, who did he pin in that? He pinned. He pinned. Uh, I think. No, I think Elias pinned him eventually, but I think he pinned. Oh uh, shit! Why am I forgetting? I had this up too. Here, let's look it up. I, I literally have it right here. Was Roman in it? Yeah. Oh, I think he started him in Roman. Yeah. And they went as a barn burner. And I think eventually. I, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Here, let's see. Uh, man, so much wrestling. This was February nineteenth, twenty eighteen. The the. The raw. This was the ratings. The ratings were dipping after the t raw twenty five in January. Ten months ago to the day. Yeah. Or no, never mind. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. 
Here we go. This Yo. is the kind of stuff you can expect on Patreon, guys. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seth Rollins, an hour plus, he wrestled for over an hour. Man, why can't I find who he pinned? This is ridiculous. Well, I know he wrestled Elias, but I think Elias pinned him, and then I think Elias pinned John Cena. I thought that's what happened. I had this written down, actually. Here you go. Here, let's just click on it. This will show me. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he, he lasted, like, over an hour, and I thought he might go the distance, you know? And I think Braun Strowman eventually won it. Because I think he came in last yeah. also, right? So, uh, 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 but yeah, this was the moment where Seth Rollins, the, the, the point of it is that the, this was the moment there, uh, Seth Rollins, here, let's go. Here we go. What am I looking at? Does this matter? You know no. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Seth Rollins uh, came alive. So that was the, my number 10. It was uh, a big moment for Seth Rollins. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Great. Okay. So anyway, you want to move on to number nine? Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to number nine. So uh, my number nine is uh, is uh, okay. So all right, hold on. Let me just record. Oh yeah, here it is. My number nine is. Oh no! Oh my god! Okay, Stone Cold, thanks for coming back. Two weeks in a row, we had you in studio. Oh, I wouldn't be anywhere else when 2018's ending. Gotta be on the Cap Podcast. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, the, hell yeah. Yeah, the glass shattering is distracting. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, this is the best of 2018, best shit of 2018. I asked you this last week. You yeah. want to tell me, what was your best of 2018? Did you reconsider? What do you got? Uh, well, yeah, I think, I think okay, look, well, let me set the scene a little bit right here. We're over here at the cow headquarters. We got Dan sitting in front of me. We got uh, some fellow I don't know over here that's on my Dave, right. That's Dave. Right, that's Dave. Nice that's Dave. Yeah, it's not necessary, but that's Dave, yeah. All right, nice to meet you, Dave. Hey, hey, hey. He's got, we got like a Fat Albert thing going on. That's cool. Uh, to the left of me, we got that same old fan, still not plugged in. And uh, Bobby got this nice poster here for Dan Black. Yeah, hey, Stone Cold, you're, you're, huh? you're, you're whispering the things in the room, okay? Oh, Actually, oh. I want to tell me, what were your best moments of 2018? I know you're still watching the product. What are your best moments here? Oh, well, I think it was, uh, uh, wasn't a WWE moment. I like Chris Jericho going over to NJPW wrecking house over there. You never been to the, you, you've been to Tokyo, yeah? Yeah, I went to Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, you know what I love about Tokyo? I love that little, uh, that little alleyway. They got all those bars where all the, every, uh, every. Yeah, Ponchoto Alley. Yeah, it's the same one. You know, you notice you got that one bar where the guy, he plays. Plays guitar and he'll sing to you, and he's got a nice little one of those little beckoning cats on the top of the of the bar yeah. there. One of those good luck, good luck cats that the Japanese folks use. You can put little quarters in it, and it brings you good luck for the whole year. Now I saw one of them gimmicks. I spent a lot of time overseas. I saw one of those beckoning cats when I was in the Abira. Uh, yeah, uh, you're rambling on. You're getting caught up in unnecessary details again. Okay, you're really into painting the picture here. Let me ask you. My number ten was Seth Rollins' performance in the Gauntlet match. You're always talking. Talking about guys grabbing the brass ring. I think yeah. Seth Rollins came alive here. What did you think about that? No, I saw. I thought it was a hell of a match. I think Seth Rollins is a hell of a performer. I like the way. Uh, I like the way he works. And uh, you know what? I actually thought. I thought. I know what my favorite. I thought. I know what my favorite moment was. Yeah. I know what my favorite moment was. So let me set the scene a little bit. It yeah, was okay. All right. All right. It was. Uh, you know, I was there. I was actually there. I was in the in the arena for Raw wow. twenty five. I think you remember. Uh, and uh, it was. 
was a it was a, a Monday night. The uh, temperature outside was a brisk 72 degrees. Uh, there was some cumulocirrus clouds wow, in the sky man. with, a, you know, it was like a little bit of a twilight effect. You had the moon and the sun out at the same time, which occurs uh, when the moon and the sun are parallel across the prime meridian and the sun's light still shines on the moon. You can see it during the day called twilight or twilight. <laughs> Okay, why well, uh, would the glass shatter there? Uh, yeah, uh, okay, look, Stone Cold, I gotta uh, shatter the glass. Oh, I remember the sh- I shattered the glass to break you out of a loop there. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you got caught. You weren't even talking about that. I asked you about this Seth Rollins Gauntlet match, and right. then you started talking about Raw twenty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the so then if you remember, right? The McMahon's are in the ring. My music hits. I step out onto that stage, and I start. I see people who's a fellow in the front rows, got a John Cena shirt on, and uh, he's got a beer in his hands, about half full, and he's got some nachos. In one of those I believe there was a gobble wee sign also. There right was a gobble it. wee sign, and I was like, "Hey, I'm a big Howard Stern fan. I like that." And, uh, and so then I saw the little some kids up in the front row. They had one of those gimmicks with the chicken fingers sitting on top of the little tray that goes on top of the the, the soda. And so anyway, I walked down to the ring, uh, and I think you remember, <clears throat> I step up on the the apron, uh, the hardest part of the ring, if yeah, you recall. Yeah, I know that. Throw my legs uh, into uh, you know under the rope. Duck my head. Step into the ring. Look Vince in the eye. Look Shane in the eye. I get my guy. Throws me a couple of Miller lights. Get to the point here. Get to the point here. Yeah, blah blah blah. I stunned. I stunned uh, uh, the whole McMahon family again. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold said so. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was all that to get to that? The thing we already saw? Yeah, like, you want to tell me something about that? Like maybe a moment you had with Vince before that? I think I said all I need to say, son. I think uh, if you don't like the way I color my, my language or the way that I tell my stories, then uh, I can always drop you on that stack of dimes you call Nick uh, Stone Cold Stutter. <laughs> yeah, listen, you're being very casual. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you know, your veracity is not really there. You're kind of like, but would you like that? Would you like, yeah. Yeah, well, are you, you know, sh- Are you losing some confidence or something? I got, well, you know. I don't, I, I'm not bald, you know, I'm not bald by my own choice, right? So, yeah, I think maybe I'm losing some confidence. Oh, you, wait. You're, wow. We're breaking new ground here, Stone Cold. So you're, you want to break down your insecurities here? You're insecure about being bald? I feel like you look cool being I bald. Think, I think society puts a lot of pressure on men. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot because the women get way more pressure, and that's, you know, we can talk about that more until we can rectify that. Then we can talk about Stone Cold's man issues. But, yeah, I, I feel kind of, uh, you know, self-conscious about the fact that I got a cue ball for a head. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Yeah. What was I talking about? You were talking about being, you were insecure about being bald. That doesn't, doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, I don't, okay. Yes, Stone Cold, the glass break kind of centered you a little there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so I was talking about being bald. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, what did you ask me before with my favorite moment? You know what, Stone Cold? I think I'm going to give up on you. Know I think what? you got to go. I think you got to go. like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to go. All right, anyway. All right, now just get off the Hey, let's get into my number nine. Newman, you want to get into my number nine? Yeah, I got to say, I I empathize with him. Yeah, I know. Actually, two bald men, as a matter of fact. All right. Number nine. My number nine best shit of the year. Shinsuke's not Shinsuke Nakamura's heel turn. Okay, his whole heel run. I'll include his Rumble Royal Rumble win. I think uh, Shinsuke was coming off a jabroni of a feud with Jinder Mahal uh, <laughs> at the end of twenty 
uh, 17. My number one pick who had the best year of 2017 was Junior Mahal, which I stick by because look at it now. I said that's the best year he'll ever have in his career, and I stick by it. He got that, and then now he's in the Jabron zone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, when he turned heel, it was like magic. He won then when when he won the Royal Rumble, people were so hot for it. We're gonna see the dream match, AJ uh, Shinsuke. And the whole time we're that whole build, we're like. All right, need a face. We're like, okay, we'll see this match. This match is going to be cool. Whatever. But then when I was at New Orleans, the match didn't really deliver. Uh, if you watch it back, it's a good match. It just didn't get the heat it, it needed. Uh, but uh, Shinsuke then hits him in the nuts, and then his heel run, he was just off to the races. He yeah. clicked. It was like, yes, he should be a heel. He's acting weird. It was cool. And that whole feud was awesome. The whole time we're like, throw the belt on Shinsuke. Throw the strap on Shinsuke. They didn't. But the fact that we wanted it to, I was like, yeah, give it to him. And he clicked into play so instantly. They changed his music. And that whole promo, when he said, I don't speak English. He says, Charlie, no speak English. No speak English. It was awesome. It was one of my favorite moments of the year. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, you know, I liked it because it was like a, that was kind of the way that Shinsuke was, uh, Shinsuke was in, uh, in Japan, in New Japan. He was like murderous in the ring. Right. And he sort of became like a clown act when he was a face in, 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 uh, in WWE. Um, I do lament where he is now. Like it's kind of like he's definitely in the jabron zone. No, 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 no question. Yeah, but eh, what are you gonna do, right? But you see that run, he was really hot for that moment. We're talking about best moments of the right. year. Like the Shinsuke when he was heel, I was like, man, I, I was for a time during that time, I was like, yo, I'm really into this, All right? Yeah. And uh, they they cooled off on it. They 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 missed the opportunity to throw the strap on him. I get it because they were they were, they were running with AJ, who had another great year, uh, but. Uh, uh, those moments were really hot, and he won that. And he went, and, and I tie that back to his Rumble win over Roman Reigns. He threw Roman Reigns at, and he did the come on moment with Roman Reigns. I think his run from the Rumble uh, through most of the year was pretty fucking strong for me. Yeah. I really dug it. Um, cool. Uh, uh, let me go into. Let's see. Did I have a cash in on that? Uh no. All right, let's get into Let me see. Number all these are No, I do have a cash in. I knew it. I got a cash in. Here's a cash in about Shinsuke Nakamura. Hello, Cow Nation. It's Paolo from Italy. I'm finally cashing in on the Ears and Special. And if you're asking me my favorite moment in wrestling this year, it was Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble. I really loved what built to it the last six contenders and then when he was the last one against Roman Reigns and he said come on and everyone was sure he would lose and instead he won and it was great and I'm still wondering what went wrong after that you know uh, the the match with AJ Styles at Wrestlemania I can't even remember that and the feud it was totally worthless and now he's the champion but he's the US champion but he's not doing much so I wonder what went wrong do you have any clue well I'm wishing you a great 2019 and cheers up wow cheers cheers ah let me tell Paolo. you man Dave I don't know if you know but we are an international <laughs> podcast I will never 
I will never get over it. Like, I will never not mark out for the fact that, like, a dude in Italy yeah. is saying cheers up. Like, he's listening <laughs> to this podcast, cashing in and saying cheers up. The fact that this podcast can have that kind of reach. Yeah. And we get cash-ins from all over the world. We get Austra- we got Australia cash-ins. We got Italy cash-ins. Uh, uh, we have Scotland. That's just from this episode. Uh, I mark out for that so hard. It means a lot to me. So if you're for internationally and you're holding back on the cash-ins, don't. Don't dig it. Dave, what were you saying? I'm just saying I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it, man. And pal, I, you know, because I hear it, my brain immediately goes like, ah, someone's put on an Italian accent sure. just to fuck with me. You know what I mean? But Paolo, awesome. You've been a real active member on the Facebook page, Comedians Wrestling Facebook page. Yeah. Talk about wrestling at four, four in the morning. morning on the side. Blessed be the fruit. Um, I... I I uh, I think uh, that's great. Shinsuke, yeah, he's in the Jabron zone now, but let's not forget he winning the Rumble. He was hot, yeah. right? We're far removed from that. Uh, I think he did a great run. Uh, okay, cool. Let's move on to uh, number eight. So my number eight pick uh, is I think this will surprise some people uh, because it's not really like a traditional pick. But so my number eight is uh, oh no. Is that is that the Undertaker? The dead man? Oh my god. The de- Undertaker! Undertaker! Oh my god! Undertaker just walked in the room. The dead man is here. He hasn't left the door. He's like walking really oh slow. Oh my god. Hold on. He's coming over to the microphone. No, not, not that microphone. I'm going away now. Yeah. Oh my god. Dave is scared. Dave is scared. Wow, Undertaker, you're here for the best of 2018 episode. I want to respect your speed and your cadence here, yes. Undertaker. Do you want to tell us your best moment of 2018? Yes. My favorite moment of 2018 was when Old Country Buffet debuted their chocolate fountain. Available now for a low price of twelve ninety nine for lunch. Okay. Um. All right. Undertaker was that a sponsor? I'm another here. Last time you came here and you only talked about Olive Garden the yes. whole time. As you recall, I'm one of the most recognizable WWE superstars, and so companies. Use me as their pitch man to bring eyes to their product. And I'm currently here on behalf of Old Country Buffet. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, uh, all right, I don't know if we can have a... A spot, sir, if you're going to sponsor me, can I just get some information out of you? Sure. Just tell me. That's fine. What is your best moment of 2018? We're going through the list here. You know, we have limited studio time. So what's your best moment of 2018? If I had to pick a wrestling moment, I would pick Alistair Black 
versus anybody. I like his style, but I'm more interested in the new Rest in Pea Soup promotion at Old Country Buffet. And we almost had something there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay. I mean, we we almost had something. So, Alistair Black, you like him, and you have a similar style, but Over then Over four varieties oh God. of shrimp are being served in our new seafood section of Old Country Buffet. We have shrimp scampi. We have coconut shrimp. Shrimp Diablo. Garlic Butter Shrimp. Szechuan Shrimp. And Butterfly Shrimp. At Old Country. Okay, yeah. Buffet. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, all right. Free parking with validation. Okay, look, Undertaker, please. I mean, we're trying to, I'm trying to just do the podcast here. Like, do you have any insight here about so Alistair Black versus? Could you just pick one match? I mean, this is a big get for us. This is going to draw a lot of attention. Remind me who he wrestled. Oh my in god! In 2018. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, here, uh, Johnny Gargano. Loved it. Did you? Do you know who that is? Johnny Gargano is the world-famous chef that we have on staff at Old Country Buffet. His signature dishes are now available for a low price of $14.99 for dinner. Okay, I'm waiting for... I don't want to talk before the gong. It's... It's... It's gonna hit. Oh, okay. All right, Undertaker, you gotta go. All right, you gotta go. Well, thanks give for coming me, by. Give me two to three minutes to walk out of. The okay. Room. Well, do you mind if I keep going as you're walking through? That's fine. All right. Maybe just hold back on the gongs a little bit. They're out of my control. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, thanks for coming by, Undertaker. Thanks really for nothing. Honestly, he didn't really give us much there. And, uh, well, let's move on with the show. At least we don't have to deal with him anymore. But it's okay. Oh, my God. He's still like, in the room. That was like Forrest Gump meets wrestling? <laughs> he was kind of, yeah. He was Gumpian, for sure. Uh, <laughs> better Gump there. Well, number eight of best shit of 2018, I have... Elias Heat. Yeah. Okay, so Elias, his segments, the a heel Elias was one of the hottest things of the year, right? So if we went by just matches, Elias would not be on this list, and that would be wrong. He had uh, the highest selling t-shirt, I believe, at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, Elias was hot. Some of his uh, songs were downright hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Seattle moment. The Seattle moment with Kevin oh. Owens was the most heat of the entire year when they, uh, him and Kevin Owens said uh, that. Uh, well, uh, when was, he, he said, uh, uh, <laughs> well, he said this and that. Great guys. <laughs> that was that moment. They couldn't even speak because he said Seattle's not worthy of a basketball team. Uh, yeah, I mean that went on. The booze went on for like what? Literally, like 
two, like real world minutes, like five minutes. Right. But not to mention, it, yeah, it was crazy. And not to mention, Elias also put out an EP this year. Like, yeah. right? He put out an actual album that you can listen to on Spotify. He had a documentary called Walk with Elias, right? He played Bourbon Street. Right. He played Bourbon Street. To me, that's a wrestler doing everything right, yes. right? Where he's transcending. Yes. So to me, it's like, th- th- I thought Elias had one of the biggest years. Uh, it's weird they don't book him to win anything. I think that they're leaning towards face Elias, trying to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. It's not working. I'm think it might not ever work to be yeah, honest but you know it won't uh and the thing is like, he's one of these rare talents where like he doesn't even really have to wrestle right he is he's more he's a sports entertainer like bar none right because he can just come out and do his stupid shtick and it's great right and he never even has to step step foot in the ring he's got great merch a hilarious gimmick and he's like he's like fully committed to it yeah uh absolutely it's it he's he's Elias has arrived. He's in the, a little bit in the Jabron zone right now as they figure out how to make him work face, and he's working the mid card. They got to figure out. They got to have him win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I think that he could really slot nicely into like a, that Miz role of a guy who like could win, but is also not your traditional talent. Right? Not you know, not your work rate guy. But regardless, I'm talking about Elias's segments this year were big time to the point where they worked him into the Cena Undertaker feud this year and it was one of the hottest moments of the year and his character really really took off and he set the precedent for what you got to what is a good way to come up from NXT which is why she he's the reason I feel optimistic about Lacey Evans being called up sure right she has a really clear gimmick in that same way and elias man he had songs where i was like oh that's that's i'm like that's a good song yeah I'm like, that was fun that was cool i enjoyed those segments the ladies and gentlemen elias is one of the highlights of 2018 yeah so that's a no-brainer for me all right let's move on to number seven of best shit of 2018 i have uh the aj styles title run um now i think this is one thing that people could disagree with me aj styles again uh, checks all my boxes. By the way, January 2nd, 2019, uh, the 9 to 5 episode comes out for at all patron levels, patreon.com, such means of wrestling, all levels. And AJ Styles is a big controversial discussion as part of the Pro Wrestling Cow Summit. Um, I am a big AJ fan. Yeah. I think I love not just AJ. I love what he represents to me. I like a guy who puts the time in. A guy winning the title at 40, a guy who never wrestled in WWE, inspiring to me. And I think to have a run like this and be the best Arguably the best in-ring performer at 42 years old. Yeah, it's out of control. Amazing. It's it's it's, it's flat out inspiring. And when you think about the year he had, I just watched AJ 365. Oh yeah, it'll make you fall in love with the guy. He really is the he is the shoot version of what Hogan was always pretending to be. <laughs> like have your vitamins, eat your like that whole thing. Oh, I'm the I'm the family man. Like he's right. an a true family man. He lives in the same town that he grew up in. He's lived in the same town his whole life. Yeah. He's had what, what, what? I, I just think that yeah. You got to move away from where you grew up, folks. Yeah, but but I'm saying that he's all American. Is right. what I'm saying. Like he he's the, he is the red, white and blue. What uh, he's more of like the, you know, he's the old Jack and Diane down at the Tasty Freeze. You know what I mean? Like right. he is that kind of champion that doesn't have to be your champion you sure. want a more metro champion you're more of a rock that guy doesn't make any sense. metropolitan not metro in the way that like the 2001 metro the, the, the like met like the 
homophobic metro. Right, right, right. right? <laughs> the time when we didn't we didn't know how to call people gay anymore. <laughs> right in that weird time. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, I mean it more like you, you're gonna like like I like the rock. The Rock's my favorite wrestler of all time. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's more of like a guy who moved to a big city guy. Right, you know, right, right, that's right. more of who I am. You know, it's, I like The Rock over Stone Cold during those years. You know, uh, but AJ checks all the boxes of champion. He is like the living proof of proof of like hard work, having a positive attitude, uh, being like a family man, being a father. In 365, he literally gets up from the interview because his kid had to like get, his kid was bleeding, and he's like, "Yo, family comes first. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then thinking about the runs he had, the Daniel Bryan feud right now was really awesome. Uh, Samoa Joe feud was fantastic. His SummerSlam match was great. Um, uh, his his Shinsuke feud was uh, phenomenal. Um, <laughs> his Kevin Owens he wrestled. Can't forget this Royal Rumble. He wrestled Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, he had the six pack challenge where he retained. The guy is just a workhorse. He's uh he just had a great like. I don't know if he's going to get the title back at yeah. his age. He might not see the title again. An incredible, an incredible run. Yeah. The reason he's so high on the list seven is because I get people's criticism of AJ where it was like he was, some people saw him as kind of boring. They didn't really connect with it. Uh, he's not a ratings guy. He wasn't main eventing in these pay-per-views as the champion. But if you look at the year he had as in, in aggregate, this title run, this is some great work. Yeah, I mean, it didn't happen in 2018, but I think the the like the most crystallizing thing for him, when uh, to kind of summarize his abilities, is when he gave the Styles Clash to James Ellsworth, right? And mid air, adjusted had the wherewithal to adjust. Right, like, he's the guy. Like everybody kind of says, like, oh, he can adapt. Everybody like says about other people and other. Industries, you know, actors or like other athletes, oh, they can adapt to whatever their opponent is doing or whatever the scene. Right. He's like one of the only ones where it's like, oh yeah, obviously that's true about him. And and, and also my other complaint with AJ, I agree with all that, was not my complaint with AJ, my complaint with the AJ booking was actually, I think AJ, uh, it was this weird thing where like AJ needed to wrestle like Brock Lesnar, he needed a feud. He needed a, the, like his Cena feud was fucking fire. Yeah, it was some of Cena's best work. He needed he need to wrestle like big time guys, uh, and then he makes them look amazing. And right. I think he was kind of misused. They went for this like I felt like they're playing to the Smarks a little. Like oh, let's give them these indie feuds, and I don't think that's actually what he needed. He's actually more of a Cena-esque talent. Like, I would have booked him more. His Lesnar match was incredible. Watch the Kevin Owens 365 at the, uh, the, the, the AJ Styles 365, sorry. Yeah. Kevin Owens one's good, too. The AJ 365. Paul Heyman, after the match, this I know was 2017, but he's literally, like, crying being like, it's an honor to watch Paul Heyman, to watch AJ Styles. He's like, I want you to see this promo. That guy is the best at what he does. Like, yeah. he's literally like makes him watch it just to be like, okay, that's more. This is more for the Cow Summit episode, but and this is 2017. But to me, he just needed to wrestle Roman Reigns. He needed to be re like, he needed to work him into like a. If Rock's coming back, you throw him at him. The Shawn Michaels match would have been better. Like, <laughs> I think he just needed to be. He uh, and you could still do it. Right. We could still have these matches. But anyway, weird thing is he didn't have great chemistry with KO. That was always the weird thing. Yeah. But anyway, I'm putting that at number seven for me. Okay. You know what I like about 
about AJ Styles. Oh no, I'm trying to. I'm only on the. <sighs> Alex Newman Jones. Alex Jones in studio. He's got the papers. Uh, I got all, all right. the papers here. I got all the top files. All right. from all the I'm, officials. I'm only on number six, man. All right. No, wait, you're talking about my friend AJ Styles. Alex so Jones. Why are you here? Why? What I about AJ Styles? AJ Styles tells the truth about the Earth being flat, and, and you the, can't handle it. The wait, the Earth. I know that's it's a big notch knock against AJ Styles for me is that he's a flat earther. Um, yeah, uh, the, the Earth is not flat. Uh, it's not flat, Alex okay, Jones. Okay, well, okay. If the Earth isn't flat, then why, then tell me how uh, you can you can go uh, you can transverse the uh, Arctic Circle without using your fuel. They don't have to refuel when they're taking all those trips from America to Japan. Okay, so if the if the Earth was round, you wouldn't be able to do that. Okay, per, I have no per, idea what you're talking about. That to me. Look, I, I got all the top, of, got the top officials here. Well, they, they, well, those pa- that's the, those papers. Some of those are blank. A couple of them fell out. They're blank. Yeah, because I don't know how to adjust the printer settings, and it just prints out an extra page. Well, then why are you carrying them just to look more official? No, because they have data. They have metadata in them, and if they, I print them out, the CIA can pick them up and they can tell. How's they it going for you, my, man? You got uh, kicked not, off YouTube. Let's talk about best of the 2018. You got kicked off YouTube. I got kicked off. I got deplatformed by the liberal scum. Yeah. Okay. Things aren't going great for me. Yeah, I know. They're, I mean, they're not I th- good. Thank God. Thank God. They're not good. Because we got to get you out of the ears of these wrestlers. Because we're hearing some stuff that other wrestlers are coming up with conspiracies. They're listening to you. They're on the road. And uh, I'm glad you got deplatformed. Well, look, they're, they're seeking well, the truth. And all I'm doing is providing them with a with a with a non mainstream media outlet. Yeah, okay. Look, listen to me, okay? AJ Styles tells the truth about the Earth. It's flat and it sits upon the back of a giant cosmic turtle. Next question. <laughs> Wait, what? A cosmic turtle? How, and and where does how, this cosmic turtle, how does it feed? It feeds on solar energy. Uh, who that's to- why that's why the government uh, launched Project Harp to control the uh, control the weather to to, to make the, the sky cloudy so we can't see the feet of the giant turtle upon which the disk of Earth that we live on rests. Oh my God! This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And where was Ke- you said something about Kevin Owens on the way in? Kevin Owens, as you know, is part pig. He was grown in a lab on Montauk Island. Yeah, okay. They hybridized a pig with a human, and the embryo was Kevin Owens. That's why he had to have knee surgery, because his body was rejecting his pig knees. Okay, you gotta go. No, I'm not going anywhere. You gotta go. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, you gotta sit in the corner then. All right. Excuse me, Mr. Undertaker. Yeah, I know. Undertaker, by the way, Undertaker's still walking out of here. I know. Oh, my God. Undertaker, you got to go. This is ridiculous. Uh, Be a while to move. Oh, my God. Undertaker's still here. We got Alex Jones here. Are these cornuts spoken for? No. Those are those are Dave's corn nuts. Are these corn nuts? No, those are Dave, our, our producer sitting here. He's, Don't he's doing overtime. Don't take my corn nuts, please. I'm taking your corn nuts, son. No, uh, I'm look, sorry you don't it. want them. The, gov- the, the, the CIA puts fluoride in corn nuts. Okay. Then why do you want them? Because my pineal gland has been cleansed by alkaline water, and I can handle it. I can tell you haven't you haven't had that. You got to get my supplements. Okay. No, oh my Try god. Brain Force Plus. It'll increase neuroplasticity. Okay. Stop. Don't plug your products on my show. I'm trying to get to. Can I get the number six here? Shroom Tech. That <laughs> g- gives you energy that the government doesn't want you to have, so you can't fight the New World Order elite. 
Get out of here. Get out of my seat. Oh, my God. Und- you, <sighs> you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Undertaker. Undertaker. No, Undertaker. You're walking the wrong way. <sighs> the Undertaker's taking the long way. Can I get validated? <laughs> no, no. You can't. You drive? You drove here? I drive a hearse. <laughs> Oh my God. God! No, you can't get validated. This room is small. It's unbelievable. I, uh, oh my God! This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Stone Cold! Oh, hell yeah! No, Stone Cold! I never went anywhere. Oh, I've been oh in the room. God. Everybody knows the Earth isn't flat, doesn't sit on the bottom, sit on the top of a turtle, and actually exists on top of a pyramid that sits in the eye of a giant fish. Oh my god! No, okay, all right. Look, you got. He's uh, right. Okay, all right. Please, please. Can I get my seat back? Newman, take the seat back. All right. Give me this. Give me. Give me this. Dave, turn all those mics off. Turn them off. Oh my god. This is the wildest room. Yeah. This is I, duck soup with wrestling. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is. It's unbelievable. It's nice, unbelievable. Nice reference. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's right. All right. Anyway, a little ironic detachment from Dave. Here we go. Uh 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 uh, uh top improviser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Okay. Someone you idolize. <laughs> um okay. Um All right. Anyway, Matt Walsh is in the hallway, Dave. If you need to, if you need to brush up. All right, so all right, number six. Let's get to number six. Here we go. Please, please, please. Number six of best shit of 2018 is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Oh yeah, I'm putting that as number six. Uh, we got it. Yeah, we, we got it. I I'm factoring in the Daniel Bryan return here, sure. but saying that. For him to return, the real main squeeze, the main thing we wanted was to see these two clash. And we got it, and it was pretty good. And it's not over. Yeah. They're also, we're clearly going to see these two clash again. It didn't really end. It kind of just was put on hold because um, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan earned a title shot and now had to feud with AJ Styles. He got pulled that way, and it pulled him in a different direction. We'll see how these two clash. Clearly, they're turning Miz's face, right? Because he's kind of like being a suck-up to the McMahons in like a really like puppy dog way. Yeah. He's like, be my friends. Do you think there's a face turn? Because I think it's just like a more, he's just, ob- to me, he's obviously just being a weasel. Like he's just, right. he's not genuine. He's not really interested in like being Shane's friend. Like he just wants the power. He wants the like, he wants to be close to the power. Uh, I think it's a slow I, I burn. I think I, it's a I, slow burn. I think we don't know, but I think like just to come back to what this episode is right now, like uh, I'm saying that, that well, I don't know where it's going, but I think that what we saw this year was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. The Daniel Bryan brass knucks feud uh, with uh, with Maurice, who's a, a big part of what made this great. Yep. Maurice with the stupid nursery. She had like a, what do you call that? Like a, not a bassinet. Like, you know, like on, she had the like, the, the stroller, like right. an old school stroller. Right. Like a fifth, 1950s, the one that like in Batman Returns that like Oswald Copperpot. Yeah. <laughs> like the one that she like, right. And it was just to hide brass knuckles, the fake baby moment. Uh, right. Remember which we, that? which we predicted, right? Right. And, and Demiz is, Demise. Demise. <laughs> and Demise. Demise is perfect dissection of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Right? 
Even when he had him, when Daniel Bryan turned heel and the Miz was like, you did, wait, so what was I wrong about? And everything where he was like, you are me, like, uh, it, all of it was Beautiful. great. Yeah. The Miz saying, I had the strongest punch on, in SmackDown, remember? <laughs> all that, because he hit him I with forgot the best that, yeah. All that was really great. And the fact that it's not over, yeah. I don't think is that we could see these two clash again, that they have yep. a Batman-Superman kind of thing, not a Batman-Joker Joker. kind of thing. Uh, love it. It's ripe for that moment, and you know what's going to happen, where like they're going to get, you know to tie this back into like comedy, right? Like where you hit a game move, and then you try to get as far, you get far away from it, so that when it comes back, you get that 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 moment again, and I think they're gonna. There's gonna Peaks be peace and valleys, baby, and callbacks and and second beats. And yeah. I think there's gonna be a moment where we forget about their feud, and we're suddenly gonna see them in the ring together, and it's gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah, and 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 who knows, like if it's uh. We'll see where they're going. Right. And, and good job on WWE. They're, they're making this stuff less predictable than we want it to be. They're yeah. ahead of us in a nice way. Let's see where it goes. I'll, I'm optimistic. Let's hear cash in about The Miz. Hey, what's up? This is Emily Scott from the Carolina Cow Contingent. And, um, yeah, favorites of the year. Uh, I, I, I'm going to try and do a little counter-programming here because I think a lot of people are going to have the same answers. So, uh, favorite wrestler. I mean, obviously, it's Becky. Everybody's going to say it's Becky. But, uh, and Becky, yes. But, uh, so, I wanted to show a little love for The Miz. Hmm. Uh, God, the guy continues to do great work. And I think he kind of handed some... Uh, some weaker storylines this year and just still continue to make gold out of them. And I think he and Maurice, I just love how well they work together, uh, especially in comparison to maybe some other pairs on the roster. Um, and also uh, Ronda Rousey. I think this was a great year for her. She's really uh, grown by leaps and bounds. And uh, watching her win the title at, uh, at SummerSlam was, was like definitely a highlight for me because I got to be in the room and that was great. So, um favorite moments I mean everything evolution uh, everything I think anytime the women came in and put on a clinic oh it was all so good but actually in particular I wanted to shout out the uh, matches at evolution the uh, Tony Storm Io Shirai match and the uh, uh, Kyrie Sane and uh, Shayna Baszler matches just because uh, honestly it was we're really exciting because they're just indicators of what's to come uh, with women's talent. It's so deep out there, and there's some really exciting women's wrestlers who we'll hopefully be seeing on the main roster at some point. Um, and then, all right, cool. Uh, I, well, I cut it off by accident, but let's. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of good points in there, but uh, mainly I wanted to hear about your love for the Miz and all other a lot of other great, great, great points, uh, which we will get to. But yeah, like, um, yeah, Maurice, I like specifically. Uh, cheers up, uh, Emily's mention of. Maurice. Yeah. She's a big part. The Maurice and Maurice and, and Miz have a real relationship going. It's the power of shoot. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And Daniel Bryan and Bree were not really able to pull that off. Now they have a I'm not saying they got a bad marriage or anything, but they weren't able to make it work because Bree was on it willing or unable or unwritten to uh, be like truly his ally there. Right. It was like kind of like a weird version of it. Um, so yeah, uh, great, great work on Miz. And it's true. Whenever Miz is handed uh, lemons, he makes fucking uh, lemon drink. All right. Uh, <laughs> cool. Number five. I couldn't think of something funnier. That's all I had. Uh, number five. Uh, the number five moment I got here is... The, of the best shit 
of 2018, I wrote Cody. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, now I've called him. I know he's just Cody. It feels. It always feels weird to just say Cody. Mm-hmm. It's Cody. Cody did. But Cody Rhodes. Cody did. Um, Katie Rhodes. Jesus. Cody uh, has had an amazing year. Um, he became a promoter like his father. Uh, he. You see the evolution of a guy who took a major risk. Really, you should really feel inspired by a guy who jumped out of his comfort zone. Let's let's remember about Cody Rhodes here that um, he was not a big star in WWE. Like, no, I think we're so far removed from that we forget. Like, now he did have like a really. They were never going to fire him. He's Dusty Rhodes' kid, and he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's in that kind of like Curtis Axel zone, a, a, a better version, but like they're not going to fire Curtis Axel. He's a third generation superstar, you know, uh, for WWE, like, uh, uh, yeah, or whatever, like third generation. You know, you know they're not going to fire him. He could have stayed there for life. Pro- Cody could have had a Legends contract. He could have been an agent. He could have booked. He was going to work there forever. Right. He had a guaranteed paycheck and to step out of your comfort zone this is the shit that like we talk about on this podcast sometimes people like to step out he didn't even know the bullet club guys like people think that like those are his friends no that he joined up with them and probably it was some kind of like hey this will be mutually beneficial but also like those guys were like super hot taking in like the guy who was stardust wb uh even though he's dusty Rhodes' son like uh, they were smart enough to know that there's a lot there, that that legacy matters a lot, and it's going to go a long way. But uh, he, it was not assumed that he would be what he is now. No. He exceeded everybody's expectation, took a major, major, major risk. Uh, it's unbelievable to have All In, and now we're going to have All Elite Pro Wrestling and to get together with a billionaire who's, I believe, son is a big wrestling fan. That's the whole thing. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And... He is becoming like a fucking us. Uh, 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 he's becoming a <laughs> McMahon. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Not, not that. Like he, he is an entrepreneur. Well, I mean, he he stepped out of the shadow of his dad, yeah. who is arguably one of the most loved wrestlers of all time. And it's like, how do you step out of like like John Lennon's kids? didn't even step out of his shadow, right? So uh, the fact that he was able to uh, transcend his dad, uh, and I mean, like, the, the American Nightmare gimmick is was a stroke of genius. Um, yeah. I don't know who came up with that. If it was him, it was probably him. But, yeah, I mean, he. what we're seeing is somebody who actually successfully is now making a name for himself uh, despite being the son of the, one of the most beloved wrestlers ever. Yeah, absolutely. And this is tough business. Yeah. And competing with Vince, the whole thing is not comfortable for him. It was risky for him. And uh, not to mention him winning the NWA title. Like Ooh. that, look, yeah, the, 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 you could say, oh, he booked himself to win that. Well, he also, <laughs> he also booked himself, he also booked, he, he also booked himself, uh, he also sold 10,000 seats, man. Like, yeah. Let's remember. Uh, Cody, that Cody would sell ten thousand seats if people would care about him so much. It's I, I'm over speaking. Let's hear cashing about it. Right. Uh, 
You can't underestimate, undersell the significance of All In and the precedent that it sets and where and where they're headed. And winning that belt is cool wrestling. That should be WWE should have thought of that yeah. to bring that in, right? Anyway. How's it going, all you jabroniacs? Tony Shade in the house. Just thought I'd cash in with my thoughts on my favorite wrestler of the year. I really have to say that in my eyes, this was the year of Cody. He had some great performances, and though he might not be as awe-inspiring as Kenny and the Young Bucks might be, he was the master of storytelling this year. The summer of Cody was incredible. The NWA title match at All In was one of the best moments in wrestling that I've ever witnessed. Like, I felt so good and so real, and I can't wait to see what he brings into the business for 2019. Um, cheers up, everybody. Love you all. Gobble, gobble, wee, peace. Cheers yeah, up. Tony Shad. Also, uh, your animation yeah. of uh, the Undertaker moment. Uh, that was also one of the best 2018 yeah, definitely. for me. So thanks for uh, thanks for that. Cheers up. Hope to get more of that. Absolutely love that. Can't overstate how much I love that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got another catch. Hey, I want to play one more catch in about Cody because I think this will be helpful for later. Okay. Hey, Jerome X. This is Charlie the Dryer and Wendt. Uh, it's been a while since I've cashed in, but I wanted to come in with my picks for 2018 best of the year. And when I was thinking of best superstar and best moment of the year. I, I gotta be honest, I had to rack my brain to find something in WWE that stood out. And There were a few things here and there that were great in the company, and I, I love WWE, but what really came to my mind immediately was the stuff outside of WWE. Uh, for moment of the year, you got Marty Scurll joining the Bullet Club. Um, you got the formation of villain enterprises at the end of the year that I personally thought was a pretty great moment. Um, but for me, moment of the year in all of wrestling has to be all in. Um, some people don't think it was a big deal. I'm not going to say it's single-handedly changing the business, but I think it's a start to uh, some competition to WWE, which is great for everybody. Um, it also might be to them in their lives that I think it was so great um, but for me, it was an up in production value of the indie scene, uh, and it was just a great event. Um, as far as wrestling over the year goes, I, you know, I make no secret that my favorite wrestler right now is Finn Balor. Um, he didn't have a great 2018, so I'm not going to put him as wrestler of the year in 2018. Um, but I really, for me, it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, I, I've said it before, I'm a story guy when it comes to wrestling. I think he's one of the best storytellers. Cheers up to story. Right now. Uh, from his feud with Kenny Omega, uh, putting together all in, building all the stories, the feud for the NWA World Championship. Uh, I, I think that's a great moment. Uh, he's a great wrestler, uh, and he's my pick for best of the year in 2018. All right, cheers up. Yeah, Good man. stuff. There was, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, look, what were you saying? No, I was saying there's a moment, there's a moment, he mentioned the, the, the Kenny Omega feud. There was a moment where Cody clicked for me during that feud where, like, he sort of, uh, I think it was after the um, after the Golden Lovers, like, came yeah. back. And there was this moment where he was just looking at them and he was, like, seething in this way where, like, the acting was so good from him. Right. That I was like, oh, this guy's going to be 
a fucking mega, 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 mega star. Because he can actually act and convey emotions without saying a word. Uh, and it was, yeah, I can still see. It's burning in my brain. This is look in his eyes, and he's, like, literally seething. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I keep thinking about one thing, which is I know I'm going to take heat. Look, spoiler alert on the, le- the rest of my list. Kenny Omega is not making my list here. Sure, well, I, 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 I was surprised I didn't get the cash-ins that were like, yo, it's Kenny, guest of the year, Kenny Omega. Um, I don't think we're hearing that, and I think that's because of story. I think, look, the guy had I, – I just want to say, I'm a big Kenny Omega, Mark. I really love what he's doing, but, like, his match – think about his match at All In – was uh, he had an exhibition against uh, what's his name uh, Pentagon? Yeah, uh, gr- cool match, great match. He won the IWGP Championship against uh, Okada. Great match, loved it. Uh, two out of three falls. It was fucking great. I I love what the guy's doing, but ultimately, there's no there's not a, I'm not gripped to the story. I'm in I'm a New Japan. I'm a subscriber, right. and there's nothing like. Grabbing like I want, I gotta see story moments. I got, I gotta see it, yeah. and there's not enough of it for me. Um, again, I also can't f- get into the flow of New Japan. I'm a big wrestling fan. I feel like I should be able. It, it should be. I'm on this Facebook page 24 seven. I should be able to feel the like. Yo, you got to see this moment. Check out this promo. No one's ever linking to Kenny Omega promos. Uh, you know, I feel like he should be doing more to captivate me. Love the guy. Amazing wrestler. Uh, best wrestler of the year last year. And we're talking about the best shit of 2018. It's hard to point to a moment. We had a lot of great spots. A lot of amazing V-triggers. Uh, story-wise. The moment I would say is the is the Golden Lovers uh, reunion. Yeah. Because that was a culmination of a nine-year story. Yeah. No, it... it it was great. I, I was saying if you it. had to put, if you yeah. had, to, if, if if someone's like gun to the head, pick a Kenny Kenny Omega moment for 2018. That's yeah. obviously no, it. And and look, th- we have a WWE uh, bias here. Yeah, and that's why we have cashins come in here. Tell me this, right? Uh, great, but for me, from I said also, just like Charlie dr- the Dryer Lint, I'm a story guy. Uh, the Cody story is more my cup of tea. That was more I'm into, even though Omega's a way better wrestler. This was when was 2018 was when um, uh, Charlie had the the situation, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to a list, an impromptu list. Yeah. Best of 2018 was the Cow Nation coming together to support Good Brother Charlie Lint in a rough time. Uh, Charlie Lint, one of my favorite jabroniacs. Uh, cheers up. Cheers up. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Love it. All right, let's move on to number four because we got to keep going. My number four is, I'm putting this best shit of 2018, is Braun Strowman flipping stuff. (laughs) Uh, Now, that's a short hand for uh, keeping in mind. This is just the Braun Strowman overness. The guy was white hot. It's hard to remember now because he's in a bit of the jabron zone. He's hurt. And uh, he had a lot of false starts this year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
the they decided to go with the, the shield. They did that, which didn't pan out because the shield is cursed, yeah. which we know. Uh, and then they turned him heel weirdly, even though he was the biggest baby face of the company. Yeah. The booking on Braun Strowman was a little off, and he still continued to be over because he's that talented. But if you remember when Braun Strowman, they had like a week, they had like five or six weeks in a row where I was like, they can't heighten this writing. They can't heighten it. Remember, he came out with the oversized cello <laughs> as yeah. a guitar. Yeah. Right? He had like, he, it, uh, he was like flipping cars. He flipped a fucking ambulance. monster truck yeah. ambulance. Um, then he had like his elimination chamber. He like beat the shit out of everybody. He had a the, record. He broke. He had a. It was a record-setting performance. Right. Yeah. He had the. What's this do? Was that this year? Was yeah. that 2017? That was this year. I think. Uh, this year. Whatever. The point is that regardless, the Strowman. Uh, 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 Get these hands. Strowman was remember coming off the end of 2017. It was like oh they missed the moment to put him over. No, he was. Crazy over was he misbooked here and there? Yeah, but he kept he kept he kept doing it. He was pulling off this gimmick. Braun Strowman had an incredible incredible uh, year and was mismanaged. In the ch- ch- they missed an opportunity to throw the strap on him, mm-hmm. and because uh, they wanted to give Roman his due. Um, so yeah, but remember he was crazy over, and um, even the Nicholas moment was one of the highs of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. whether you liked it or not, I thought it was pretty. I-, I dug it. I thought it was fun. It wasn't the most optimal use of Braun Strowman. Remember going into it, we're like, what are they going to do with him, with Strowman? And then they found a cool way to heighten his his, his game, really. I, th- I think that the thing with Strowman, every, everything you've seen him do is the result of them being like, let's see if he can do anything. And each time they set him up, not for success, he comes through. And I'm going to make a big prediction for Braun Strowman in 2019. I think Braun Strowman is going to be the next crossover star. Out of WWE. Well, we said that a bunch. The thing is, can he be healthy? Like, he got hurt here. I'm a little worried he's a big man. I don't know what the longevity is He didn't is on get him. hurt. He had the same thing that all athletes get when they are active, and he just had some bone, uh, like, buildup removed from his elbow. Right. I mean, UFC fighters get that all the time. And they, George St. Pierre had that. He went back and, and kicks ass. Did it's he not a bad create, thing. Get, okay, cool. Did he? Uh, I'm just saying his knees were was also get kind these, of messed uh, up. Was Get These Hands 2017? I, I, I don't know. I'm not exactly it's sure. It's hard to look it up. But when he was hot was this year. Braun Strowman, let's not undercut the, the, the Strowman. All right, let's move on to the next one. I think this one is uh, exciting. Number three of the year, best shit of 2018, is just the whole Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano feud. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was the best wrestling of the year. The best combination of wrestling and storytelling. This is my kind of, let's put it in quotes, indie shit. Yeah. This is where two guys uh, clashed as hard as they could go, and the matches were jaw-droppingly amazing. They were headlining pay-per-views without titles involved, if yeah. you remember, yeah. uh, takeovers. And all of it was just... Uh, Amazing. Yeah. There's nothing else to say about it. Just uh, the best storytelling, meeting, wrestling of the year for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gar- uh, uh, Ciampa is, was at one point, and maybe still is, like the only actual heel right. in like any WWE product where like people are booing him because they hate him right. for what he did. And um, uh, the whole since the whole like the DIY break, it's just been... Uh, Captivating. They kept it going for so long, yeah. and they, uh, yeah, it was uh, amazing. Plus, love a guy who goes Number away. Number three, lo- love a guy who goes away for a while, gets nice and jacked up, 
right. and comes back even more muscular than before. Okay, number two, best shit of 2018, okay? the Okay, women's wrestling, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And slash the real women's revolution, right. I'm calling it. Now, is it weird to just lump, like, all women's wrestling into one thing? For me, no, because I, I think it's not just one moment. It wasn't, it was... Women's wrestling being on the map and actually dominating shows. Now, thinking about like the whole time when the women's revolution happened, it was like, hey, hey, women's revolution, right? But they didn't really have the star power they have now, and it was kind of kayfabe. Yeah. Now it was like, yeah, cool. We want to support women. They got some exciting talent coming up, but they're not really captivating us in that way. It's like, yeah, sure. Let's put Charlotte and Sasha, let's have them have Hell in a Cell. The concept of women having a Hell in a Cell, and these two women had a cool feud going. But now, we're vested in women's wrestling like, in a way where I can't even think of what's going on with the men. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, what? Like, they're completely eclipsing men's wrestling. Yeah. Uh, in a way that you can't kayfabe it. It's, it's fully shoot. Evolution pay-per-view was one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. The main event of Evolution was arguably match of the year. Becky Charlotte, uh, uh, um, last woman standing match, was outstanding. The work of Charlotte this year, like, it's hard to be like, yeah, Charlotte wrestled the year, whatever. But Charlotte's work this year was incredible of yeah. putting uh, Becky over. And then Ronda Rousey showing up, right? I can't be like... There's some cool moments. Ronda women's wrestling, Ronda Rousey, the match versus Angle and Steph. If I said, "Oh, that's best match of the year," that'd be weird. It's like kind of a gimmicky match. I mean, I like gimmicky stuff, but Ronda Rousey stealing the show of WrestleMania. Yeah. Could I say Ronda Rousey best wrestler of the year? No, she's a little unpolished, Charlotte. Yeah, she has a little bit to work on, but as an aggregate, yeah, right. Oscar winning the belt here, having the first ever TLC women's match blow like blow it out of the water, like uh, 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 having the, the first women's rumble, Oscar Oscar winning the Carmella cash in, all of it was all great. Yeah, did we watch Evolution together? No, no, that wasn't one. No, there was one where maybe it was SummerSlam. I don't think we watched it together, but I was over a friend's house and like. Um, uh, the match at SummerSlam was, uh, who was it? It was, um, no, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Right. But it was uh, oh, 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 Ronda. Ronda versus Nikki Bella. Yeah. Right. That match was great. I'm looking around the room, and we're all on the edges of our seats. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. It's, we're watching women's wrestling. On the edges of our seats. Yeah, right. It's like the dawning of like a new uh, uh, time. Yeah, it's, it's the reason I say it is just that it's like, yeah, you want to put this match up? I bet I can find a men's bat match better than the, uh, Rousey Nia Jax one, right? Sure. But uh, like I could say a Kenny Omega match, but you can't say like a match where I had no interest in it at all. And then Ronda Rousey Nia Jax, they blow me away. That moment where Ronda Rousey looks at the turnbuckle like, this is my life now. Yeah. And she's like, I'll climb it. I guess I'm allowed to jump off the ropes now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was amazing. Alexa Bliss cashes in. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Women's wrestling this year eclipsed, had a. Not arguably, I think it's objectively had a better year than men's WWE wrestling, at least. Yeah. And, th and that's big time. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, like, superhero shit, like the ricochet flipping out. Uh, Ronda Rousey had superhero shit uh, at TLC when she uh, is against Nia Jax, and she fucking, like, runs up her body and kicks her in the face. 
and then yeah. runs up her body and elbows her. Anything about like Ronda Rousey, it's like it's crazy if I say if we're doing best shit of the year and I say, Oh, a Ronda Rousey match. Her matches, they're great. Right. They're great. Yeah, she's still learning, but she's a star. Like she is a, a star and has like incredible moments. Her moment where she flipped angle. I mean, she there was she the most captivating stuff on WWE television right now is women's wrestling, and it's a big deal. And yeah. I hope by next year we can more say, okay, match of the year. I mean, I could. I wasn't doing match of the year. Yeah. I'm doing best shit of the year. If it was match of the year, your number one could easily be Becky, Charlotte, and Evolution. I'd buy it. Or the TLC match. Mm-hmm. You could easily say that. Or even moments. You could even say the Becky heel turn. You know what I mean? But I say women's wrestling, all these matches in aggregate, are are it was uh, some of the best entertainment of the year. Mm-hmm. When you piece it all together. Uh Unbelievable. I'm real excited to see where women's wrestling is in 2019. And I think there is a good chance. The, there is a, a, a good chance. There's a, at least a, a, there's a 50% chance that Ronda Rousey headlines WrestleMania next year. Yeah. If she has the right match. A Ronda-Becky match, pff, maybe. You know, uh, you know, it's hard to say. If The Rock comes back, no chance right. in hell. Uh, but yeah, women's wrestling, wow. The women's revolution really happened. Yeah, and I think the best is yet to come, too, because we got a lot of the talent in NXT, like um, Mia Yim and Ayo Shirai and, and, uh, and everybody down there. Uh, coming up the pike, it's just going to get better. Not to mention Renee as an uh, oh, uh, yeah. uh, on commentary. Amazing year for women in wrestling. Now, um, uh, uh, let's do... So, number one. Are you ready for number one? Yeah. Let's get into number one. The number one best shit of 2018 is... Let's get a... Uh, can we get a, uh, a drum roll here? Oh, what do we got? Here we go. Oh, no. Undertaker. Okay. No, no, no. We're not... It's not your time. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. the be- Go. The best shit 2018. Number one. Hell yeah. As the, uh, just, that's what I'm saying. Becky Lynch, best shit of the year. That moment, the blood moment, yep. the Becky from a stone moment. Yeah. Uh, to have a wrestler, uh, uh, this over, she's the most over wrestler in professional wrestling, and she is a woman. And it doesn't matter that she's a woman, but it is, the I think, the first time it's ever happened where the top, if you had the power rankings, the top star in the company is a, a, a female, and she's out of control. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch has arrived. She has found herself. She has clicked. She has that X factor, and she blew all of our minds, and we're all excited to see where she goes. The fans are cheering for her. I think she's locked in. Uh, she's likable. She's talented. She's just, she's amazing. She's more than likable. She's, like, straight-up adorable. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what can you say? She had the best year in, in pro wrestling by far. She's a she's a uh, she's a what every wrestler is hoping will happen. Right? Is like you have this. Your hard work fucking pays off. Yeah. And you find your moment. She's the best example of like that X factor that Daniel Bryan like when the yes chance clicked when it was like everyone was like yeah we're all behind this guy and everybody is behind. 
uh, this wrestler. She's uh, got it all. I'm excited to see where she goes. I don't think WWE can botch this. I think that I don't really love where they're going with it. I'm a little weirded out by it. Uh, I hope they recognize what they have. Yeah. Um, I think they do, and I think that uh, she's off to the races. Yeah. She will be the. Uh, I think she's the most over talent ever in the women's division, and I think she will uh, go down as the best. She's going to go down as the best women's wrestler of all time, I think. That uh, is what I'm saying. Wow, yeah. I mean, I think that to, to to kind of expand on the Daniel Bryan comparison, too, I think the reason that WWE can't botch this is that I think the the, the fans will protect her. They're going to they're gonna cheer for her as loudly, especially if they perceive that they're not treating her. Right. It, she's going to get that Daniel Bryan bump where they're like, no, we're going to make this about her. I just can't see her ever. She'll be in the jabron zone, but it'll be just that. I can't see her ever being a jabroni right. ever again. Like, she'll, I don't think she'll ever be a talent. People are like, meh on. Right. I think sometimes you're in it. She's like already has like this legendary crown yeah. uh, that like, and she's, you just can't describe it. I just can't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, like, think about Alexa Bliss, who's been sometimes super over, but drops down into the mez. Like, she drops down. I don't think that's going to happen for Becky. I think Becky is no. on. She's The uh, moment uh, with the blood was, the, and that shot, that picture of her on the stairs, and all the gifts that were made of her on the stairs being like, this is my house with the blood. Right. That's not going anywhere ever. Right, and I hate to mention that she's a woman, like, at all, because I don't actually think it really... It does. It's it's. She's the most over wrestler. That's it. But I do think WWE for a long time has been trying to manufacture a, a woman's wrestler who's this over. Right. And uh, and uh, and and it 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 happened, and it came from a wrestler who I think wasn't firing on all cylinders yeah. for a while because. And it's amazing. It's just, it's, it's, let's see where she goes. Uh, she's having an incredible year. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and props to Charlotte for, for the storytelling here. I think you forgot to mention a couple women. Oh, no. Is that, you forgot oh to my mention God, it's my Bobby sisters. Lashley. You forgot to mention my sisters, Kathy. Bobby. Okay. Ashley and Felicia. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, you're talking I, about your sisters I love, again? I love you. I know oh. you're listening. I love you. This was the creepiest moment of 2018 if we had a list. You talking about your sisters. They were weirdly abusive to you, I remember. Oh, they, no, they weren't abusive. They just like to play pranks on me. Like sometimes uh, uh, they would like wake me up in the middle of the night and hit, hit me in the face with a brick. That's crazy. No, it's just a prank. It's a fun prank. It's not a prank, Bobby. You don't know what a prank is. You don't know the line between prank no. and physical abuse. No, I love my sister so much. They used to, you remember, I told you this story. They pranked me. They uh, they locked me in a room with a dog that hasn't had all of its shots. Yeah. And they, Yeah, you did tell me that. They let it bite me. Yeah, that's that's um, that's you could bring up. Do you want to press charges on them for that? No, no, I love them. I love my sisters, and I love Leo Rush. He's my best friend now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you have a, hopefully you have a healthy relationship with Leo I Rush. I do. He played a prank on me the other day. I walked into my house and he was uh, in bed with my wife, and I'm like, "You're so funny, Leo Rush. You know how to prank me so good. I love that guy." <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want to? <sighs> Leo Rush. Leah Rush, I love you. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's weird. Any other, anyone, I love yous you want to send out? Uh, Undertaker, I love you. Okay. 
Alex Jones, I love you. All right. Dave, <sighs> Mr. Dave, I love you. Wow, we just met. That's okay. I'll prank you later. Yeah. All right. Don't his pranks are vicious. All right, Please Bobby. Don't. Look, we got to end this podcast for time. All right. So, Bobby, I think you got to go. All right. Hey, Taker, you got to go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Stone Can Cold. I sleep in here tonight? Okay. Okay. No, Stone Can Cold. I, look, I'll give you a ride home. Okay. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you all a ride home to one, two, uh, three Gimmick Street. All right. You got to Look, you guys all got to go. You got to go. All right. Oh my God! All right, hey Newman. Yeah, that's our best of Woo. best shit of 2018 list. Uh, we had a bunch of visitors here that was pretty distracting. It's good. I'm sorry this episode went a little long, but you Jabroniac seemed to really dig it. Um, I think uh, I, uh, I I just want to say thank you to everybody for another great uh, year of uh, of Cal. I uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, that can't be understated, I think. The, yeah. The place that this podcast is at now, compared to where it was 12 months ago, is literally insane. They had a sign, Newman is a troll, yeah. that Nick Tula was holding up on their Instagram story. Yeah. We have uh, 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 all the guests that we've had, all the alliances that have been, all the merch, I mean, and then all the fans and the listeners who make it all possible uh it's kind of crazy absolutely yeah you know um and i know we had a couple more cash-ins we'll just tack them on at the end of the yeah. episode i'll tell anosh to do that uh but for time we're gonna end it but yeah i mean it's amazing guys i'm extremely proud of this year in 2018 and look like i always say we're just getting started i mean it's crazy to think where i was at uh, uh a year ago with this pod and where it is now the the growth of it it's it's unbelievable and the community of it we have such a fucking awesome community going here uh, think about all the stuff that happens here in June. I just put out one of my stand-up bits that I had been submitting for two years. I'd submit that exact bit to late-night shows. Told me, oh, you know, get, run around, not answering me. Oh, me and my manager. Oh, hey, submit it, whatever. And then, uh, uh, you know, I put it up randomly during the NBA Finals. It gets a million views. A, a two-year-old clip. Right. You know, in this business, you're told... Oh, like all kinds of excuses for bullshit, whatever. But like this community, I go right to you guys and you were helped me spread that thing out. And because of you guys, because you guys tell me you want more, I shot this stand-up special, SummerSlam Tacular. We uh we, we we sold every seat in Caveat Theater in New York. We had Dolph Ziegler there. I stunned an audience member. Uh, and uh, you can check out that special. It's out now if you wanna. And uh, uh we didn't have a Patreon. We had no merch. Yeah. Now we have the super fucking awesome cow hoodies. Uh, we have uh we had an exclusive cow t-shirt. Uh it's uh uh, we have all these awesome bonus episodes that you guys want. It's just, it's amazing how we're growing and I'm extremely grateful for it. You know, um, I, I started the Patreon as a way to kind of like support the show. I mean, we, we you know, uh, uh, frankly, the show, I say it all the time, it's grassroots. Like, you know, we're here on the used to be comedy network, which is not like a big, it's not a big, big network. This is a comedy theater. It has a, a little network and a couple shows on it. And uh, we have this studio. We have a low budget. You know, like I, our logos, I pay for that out of pocket. Right. I was paying for everything out of pocket. And it was like, hey, I think this audience is growing and I think you guys want more. And it started this Patreon. And you guys, are, when you guys donate and you guys give to the podcast, it shows me like you do want more and it 
justifies us investing more in it. And it's amazing how much support we get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's amazing that you guys are constantly bringing people in uh the way you guys are so passionate about what we do here and you're always uh you know word of mouth spreading the word of cow we don't have some big marketing budget here and uh it i couldn't be more grateful for it and like i always said like i i we're just getting started like I, i'm determined as amazing of a 2018 we have had amazing i'm determined to work my ass off to top it to make 2019 uh, blowout 2018, which seems it doesn't even seem possible because I'm so grateful. As like a creative person, you put down these things. You go, here are my goals. Here's what I want to do, and you guys help me be accountable. And I can't even believe like the amount of times I've been like, I'm going to do something, and it doesn't even come to fruition because you're like, what's the point or whatever. <laughs> you guys are helping me know that like there is a point. It's unbelievable, and we're firing on all I'm I'm firing on all fucking cylinders here <laughs> to the point where Newman and Nosh think I'm a psychopath oh, yeah. texting these guys at two in the morning and uh got all this stuff going and uh listen uh thank you thank you for this amazing year enjoy your family enjoy your downtime and I couldn't be more excited that on January 2nd you can come back and get a hot dose of cow. That gives you a perfect analogy of where we're at. We're not slowing down at all. We're not, hey, we had a great year. No, no, no. We're coming out of 2019 swinging, baby. Yeah. Absolutely swinging. Uh, we're not taking a, oh, we're going to we're gonna be gorging food towards the end of the year. We're no. going to fall off and we have to find it back. Uh-uh. No we're sophomore slump, baby. Absolutely. We're like Gargano and Ciampa, two of the best of the year. You think those guys are falling off ever? No. These guys have no body fat. This podcast has no body fat, baby. You know what I'm saying. I barely know what I'm saying. Thank you so much for supporting the show and um, and uh, and supporting everything we do here. And uh, that's that's really it, man. What a great year, Newman. Hell fantastic, yeah. fantastic. How about it? Fantastic year. Uh, hey, everybody, thank you so much. One more time. And everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. <laughs> Hey, uh, this is Chris. You guys mentioned that you wanted to hear the uh, favorite moments of 2018. Now, I don't have a specific favorite moment, but what I do want to say is the women's revolution has been amazing for me. Now, hear me out. I understand they've done some terrible promotion, especially Stephanie McMahon always doing the yes chant after every time she says women's revolution. But I grew up watching Kelly Kelly do a strip tease dance on ECW on screen, and that was trash. Now I have two little girls, and every time I watch the, the Women's Revolution, I get excited. I'm so excited to see these women actually doing wrestling and, and being a real part of the, the TV show. Uh, my kids, she'll ask me to go wrestle, and she always wants to be Becky Lynch, and I have to be Charlotte Flair, or however she wants to do it. And that's just an amazing part to me. So my favorite part of 2018, 2017, so on, has been the women's revolution and actually seeing women doing main event pay-per-views. Cheers up, guys. Love the shot. Hey, Cow Nation. It is 7.40 a.m. There's Drew in South Australia here. Just cashing in my, my favorite moments of this year would be when Daniel Bryan was cleared to wrestle again. And the least favorite moment this year was when TM61 had to break up. 
because old mate wants to go raise his fucking kid. Fair enough to him. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair play. And favourite, another favourite moment was when Buddy Murphy won the Cruiserweight Championship in Melbourne. Watching that with the Cow Nation when they were streaming. So yeah. Um, cheers up. Subjabroniacs. It's your boy Nate Brooks calling in from sunny South Texas. Uh, cashing now, I should say. Cashing in from sunny South Texas. There we go. Anyway, it's been a great year, and I, you know, wanted to talk about it. You know, my favorite moment this year was, you know, I'm going to tiptoe with Tulo on this one. Uh, you know, when the Iconics came in after WrestleMania and beat down Charlotte and uh, Carmella cashed in her Money in the Bank contract, Best moment. It was awesome. Uh, as far as my wrestle of the year goes, I, I, I can't. I got two of them. I, I got to say, I got two of them. My best, you know, my favorite wrestlers of the year were Tomasa Champa and Johnny Gargano. You know, these guys, they had great matches with other wrestlers, but they had epic matches with one another. The, these matches, you know, the passion, the, the motion, you know, everything that just drug you into those matches is, you know, the stuff of legends. And they'll be, you know, remembered for that for a long time. And, you know, as far as my uh, favorite cow moment of the year, you know what? It's the whole damn thing. Uh, I started listening in April. Uh, you know, now it's been a highlight of my week. Every Thursday, you know, on my way into work, uh, you know, the, I joined the Facebook group like a month after that. Blessed be the fruit. And, you know, the community's great. Everybody's awesome. You know, you see everyone throwing the cow signs up now. Uh, you know, almost every pay-per-view now, you're seeing, you know, everyone posting their photos of their meetups and getting together. And, you know, that wouldn't have happened without, you know, listening to the show, supporting Dan Black, and, you know, just their whole love of wrestling. So, uh, you know, for me, like I said, uh, the Cow Nation has been my favorite Cow moment of the year. So with that being said, I look forward to an awesome 2019. Cheers up. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.